This is Future IQ with Naveen and Shrikant, where our goal is the relentless pursuit of knowledge. Let's begin. Uh, Shrikant, huh? there is an Odia proverb. Hmm. Three people can prove a goat to be a dog. That sounds like English, but go ahead. Yeah. Do you think it can scientifically be true? It can't. A goat can't be a dog. Right. So, let me ask this question. I'll rephrase. Okay. okay? Um, I mean, the original proverb is trying to say huh. that if a majority lies, the minority cannot do anything about it. Right. That's not what I want to talk about. Uh-huh. I want to talk about if the majority is mistaken. Huh. Can that actually change the? Um, can the minority also then, uh, you Start know, end up being the mistake? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, and I don't think so. In general, huh? you would assume that your beliefs, yeah, are not going to change just because the majority is uh, wrong, right? Especially, I mean, you see a goat, you see a goat. I have been swimming against the current for I don't even know. Yes, but that's probably not. <laughs> true right so i want to talk about this concept of group conformity okay, okay? Uh, let's look at a famous experiment called the ash conformity experiment done by a researcher called ash, ash. okay so in this experiment uh, the subjects were shown two cards okay. one card had a single line uh, of a certain length the second card had three different lines one was shorter than the first line, one was longer than the first line, and one was the same size as the uh, card, uh, I mean, line from the first card, right? And then each candidate was simply asked, which line in the second card is the same length as the line in the first card? There was a distinct difference between There was a very clear uh, difference, okay? And seems like, you know, everybody will get this answer. Correct. Yeah, I mean, if there is a distinct difference, if I can yeah. see which of the lines is the closest matching, I'll of course. Yeah. So, in the experiment, there what was, was a right answer, correct? Yeah, yeah, there was a clear answer. But the clever part was this huh. that there was only one person who was a subject of the experiment. All the other people who were asked the question huh. were actually. Chalumal. Chalu, I mean, uh, placed there by the experimenter and they were given instructions. To clearly give the wrong answer. Oh. Right? Oh, now oh, now the goat proverb makes sense. So, because they were giving the wrong answer. Would so, let's see. Time? Let's see what. The, so, let's see a video of this example. Right? Uh, I mean, basically. In the first test, the correct answer is to. Uh, one. 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 But that's the wrong answer. Two. One. Good guy. Once again, the correct answer is two, three. Okay. Three. Three is obviously wrong. Three. Three. Did he really do that? I mean, you might be tempted to think that that was one weak-willed person. Yeah. And it was stupid of him to do that. Yeah. Especially after reading the first answer correctly. 74% of the people gave the wrong answer because everybody before them was giving the wrong answer. Okay. That was four. Yeah, that was not, I mean, in one experiment it went up that high. But in general, on an average, at least one third of the people gave the wrong answer in a situation where 
that answer was just clearly clearly wrong but everybody in the group was giving that answer and they couldn't bring themselves they convinced themselves that the answer was uh, the other one i can't even begin to tell you on how many levels this is worrying it is worrying it is worrying that's why this episode we should be worried right yeah we should absolutely be worried right wow. so let i mean in fact this is obvious yeah. right uh, but um, imagine a situation where it is not that obvious right there is a little bit of a gray uh, area yeah i was i was just thinking probably uh, maybe he thought the lines were too close and he was oh. misinterpreting them or something i'm oh. trying to reason from his perspective and i still can't there but... is no reason it is just you know your brain system 1 hmm. right wants to conform to the group oh. why why because in the african savanna where our brain evolved right if you were not part of the group you died of hunger okay yeah. you had to be part of the group and usually that means that if a group believes something you better believe that otherwise you are going to get kicked out right so now your system one really really wants to be part of the group system two can clearly see that that's the wrong answer hmm. to me in system one which is your instinctive emotional brain that has evolved uh, you know millions of years ago versus system two which is your front end uh, of the brain, mm -hmm. the modern thinking rational brain, mm -hmm. which evolved maybe hundred thousand years ago, mm -hmm. right? Which one wins? System one, of course. System one wins. Yeah. And in case you're wondering what system one versus system two is, we did an entire episode on it. We should, which you should definitely go and check out. Please do go and check out. And B, this also explains a lot of the things that we've been recently seeing, especially. Yeah. Um, uh, throughout the pandemic when there were so many arguments about masks, about vaccines, about I don't even know where to begin. Yes. So, I mean, again, in this situation, huh. do you think system 2 feels bad that it was overridden by system 1? I think it should feel bad. Oh, the way it works huh. is that system 2 cannot afford to see feel that it is wrong, right? So, system 2 just changes everything around to make system one true, right? System two just comes up with reasons on the fly for why this is true, goosebumps, right? Man, goosebumps. We think we are very rational people. We think we do everything according to logic. Hmm. But the problem is that our system one takes instinctual decisions and system two then comes up with logical sounding reasons after the fact. So we retcon it. We retcon it, right? There's lots of, I mean, so this particular experiment has been replicated many, many times. This is not one of those experiments which didn't uh, work out later on, right? It has been replicated many times in many different settings. And but in more, society. In society and more importantly, I mean, any political leader or any senior business leader knows in their heart that this is true in fact they use it they, they use it yes so if, <laughs> i mean if you want to get something done if you want to con uh, you know get people to believe in something right what you do is first get influential people to just repeat it over and over again right there are two things one is that if everybody in your group is saying something you i mean initially you will force yourself to say it even though you don't believe it, repeat it enough times and people will, you start believing it also, 
Naveen just explained the whole culture of celebrity endorsements in that one little explanation. It's not just celebrity endorsements, right? Let us take an example of a business, huh. right? Where uh, you want to hire a candidate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there are four people interviewing that candidate. Yes. Now, company one huh. has a system where, you know, each person interviews that candidate separately. Mm -hmm. Then all four of them sit together mm -hmm. and they discuss. The first one says what they thought of the candidate, then the second, the third, and the fourth. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. Company two mm -hmm. has a different system where the first person who saw the candidate mm -hmm. immediately at the end of the interview sends out a mail to all other interviewers saying, This is what I thought. Now you guys take over from here. And second person does it. And that person also sends out the mail and so on, right? Okay. So each person is building on top of the previous, previous one's assessment. assessments. And the third is where all four independently assess the person. And then no, even before collating, they have to write down their impressions and scores on the individual uh, uh, attributes. Huh. After it is written down, then they get together and discuss. Okay. Which do you think is going to get better candidates uh i would think uh, number three would get better candidates because they're assessing independently but i'm thinking that's not what happens in it is it is in fact you're right hmm. which is by the way you just realize that you already in your heart know that this group conformity thing is true right because what's happening in the first two cases uh. especially in case number two is that the first interviewer's impressions uh. pretty much will yeah color the impressions of the others, they will ask questions from that point of view and the interviews, I mean, pretty much only the first interviewer is taking that decision more or less. I am 100% sure there is some person on the other side of the screen going, yes, yes, that happened to yes. me, that happened to me. Write about it. Write about it. Of course, this is not always 100% true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like we said, I mean, there are 25% of the people even in the ash experiment hmm. who just refused. Right. Okay. And there are people like that. So, if one of the four was like that, then they would have, uh, uh, you know, changed the whole situation. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. That explains the uh, leaders in business part. But you also mentioned political leaders. Well, political leaders uh, also do the same thing. See, I mean, if you have been on Twitter recently, you know that whenever some controversial thing happens, huh. right? From both sides of the political spectrum, huh. you end up seeing like a hundred tweets which are identical to each other. Why are there hundred tweets? Clearly, one person wrote those and sent it out to hundred people and asked them to post it. Yeah. Why? Because they are going trying to create a group conformity, conformity scenario. scenario, right? So, but there is a much. This is like serious, right? Yeah. In Nazi Germany. Why did the entire country go along with something so horrible and so ridiculous? It's group conformity. Most people mm. actually disagreed with that. Right. But, you know, just generally over time, it became that initially they were afraid to speak out. Then after a while, they were like, oh, it looks like this is okay. Everybody is okay with this. So I am also okay with this. But if they were afraid to speak out, uh... Were they were forced to not speak or something? Or is it just that, that same kind of peer pressure that we saw in the video? Well, it's a little bit of both, right? Sometimes uh, you also know that uh, if you say some things against the majority, mm -hmm. there can be consequences, right? So some people uh, keep quiet because they're afraid of the consequences. Huh. But there's a whole chunk in the middle mm -hmm. who actually they can't handle the 
dissonance uh, in their brain right their system one wants to conform system two says this is clearly wrong mm -hmm. and then the only resolution of that is that system one comes up with convoluted reasons to believe what uh, system one wants but in the case of nazi germany that led to such uh, dangerous beliefs and such dangerous retconning that wow that no, is... but look at society right now no matter where you are on the political spectrum hmm. if you look at the your opposition hmm. you will see this behavior happening yeah. right people and... have convinced themselves of things which as far as you are concerned are just quite horrible yeah right of and course, it's not happening on your side of the political spectrum. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Both sides of the spectrum are convinced that the other side is horrible and that uh, uh, our side or whatever side we believe in is absolutely dood ka dula and pure and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, I get it. Group conformity is bad. Hmm. Uh, so, should everybody start thinking independently? Is that the answer? I mean, that's the only side... No, that's not true, right? One of the things that we should always keep in mind hmm. is that if our brain has evolved to be a certain way, hmm. right? It has happened over millions of years. So there is a very good reason for it to be like that, right? Okay. So we should not lose track of that fact. Simple thing is that in most cases, group conformity is a good thing, uh, right? Uh, so one is that groups need to work together to achieve things which the individuals couldn't do themselves. But if you have ever worked in the, uh, you know, uh, association of your society of your, or your apartment complex, you will know that it is impossible to get even small groups to agree to trivial things, right? Um, there is a more involved version of this called coordination problem, which is one of the most important problems in all of human life right we will do an episode on that i mean but if you if you are watching this by the time we have done an episode you will find a link to it in the description yeah. show notes so um group conformity huh. is one of the solutions to the coordination problem right it will allow you the group hmm. to reach a decision and for everybody to agree on that decision and everybody to get things done otherwise you will constantly all be pulling in opposite directions and uh, uh, nothing will get done, right? That is one thing. And? And uh, group conformity also is a thing that suppresses people's evil and immoral desires. Right? Pretty much everybody has those. Except in some cases, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> because Nazi Germany, it went in the opposite yeah. direction. But most of the time, yeah. right? Yeah. It works out in the right direction. I'm guessing uh, this this entire thing about group conformity is like a tool. It depends on whose hands it falls into and yeah. how they choose to use it. I would put it slightly differently, uh -huh. right? If things happen naturally, uh -huh. it usually works out for the good, right? But when somebody especially clever uh -huh. picks, uses it as a tool and weaponizes it, that's when things usually go wrong, right? Let us all hope that Naveen never decides to become evil because if he does, the amount of information he carries inside that brain of his, I would be there. Actually, <laughs> one important thing I want to point out here is that, you know, just having knowledge of these things isn't as important. I mean, the people who misuse it often might not even know they're doing this. They are instinctive users of such weaponized 
secretness right weaponized maliciousness weaponized knowledge weaponized everything yes um in fact uh, this whole concept of groups Uh, of human beings is so important and so central to everything we do in life huh. that uh, we have uh, you know four a series of four or five episodes lined up each one looking at different aspects of uh, what i'm calling groupism hmm. uh, so look out for those episodes this is part one see this is why you should stay beyond the end of the episode because you get information even after the episode has ended <laughs> thank you thank you Thank you for watching till the end. If you like this episode, check out these others. You might like them also, and please share with your friends. I'm sure they will also like these. Thank you. Future IQ is a video school production. Look up the Future IQ on YouTube or follow us in your favorite podcast player. Leave us a comment or a review if you can. It helps new listeners find the show. Find Naveen on Twitter as at ng Kabra and Shrikant as at Shrikant. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much.